0: This is Sean Granham aka Sean Gran and today I'm interviewing an incredible producer, artist and label leader who goes by the name of Dexter Brandon aka X-E-D Official aka Colossal Dex. How's it going man?
1: Uh, It's going good. It's going good. Just getting ready for class in like a few hours so, you know, got to get back into the normal mode (laughs) after all this. Doing fine.
0: So, what was the story behind Colossus Records' creation?
1: Um, the story behind Colossus was, it was actually a concept that I started back in um, 2013, actually. Uh, after coming back home from university, I um, worked on trying to form a group with some of my friends, almost similar to like our future and aspect, because I was heavily inspired by them. And the concept, you know, we were trying to work on, you know, getting DJs and like, you know, local friends together to work on some stuff, but it never really took off. So, when it came time when I actually wanted to put it into place, um, I was with a group of friends that I met online. Of course, the internet community, you know, with SoundCloud and Facebook, you get you know, hip to finding new people. So the people that I ended up becoming friends with, we were all producers, you know, looking for a home, but we decided, how about we create the home? So when we worked on creating this um, platform, We wanted to provide an outlet for artists that they could express themselves and also be, you know, with a family in a sense. And that's how Colossus ended up forming. I pitched the name to the rest of the guys. We found it somewhat appealing. Um, We ended up trying to set it up and it ended up going from there.
0: Awesome, so where did the name come from?
1: Um, The name actually itself, Colossus, it actually started with a C when I was um, coming up with concept. And it's fun because we ended up trying to get uh, Colossus as um, set up for Gmail or whatever. Uh, Colossus with the C was taken, so we ended up going with the K, and that was pretty much it. There wasn't really any aspect in terms of like you know the name that we we're going for, but I knew in my mind what I wanted for Colossus. At the time, I knew that the platform I wanted to make, I wanted it to be huge. So Colossus is somewhat fitting for that.
0: Cool. Um yeah, Colossus isn't a word that you come across a lot. I mean, apart <laughs> yeah. from like Shadow of the Colossus and maybe like an Eggman character. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly, cool. exactly.
0: Yeah, so other than yourself, uh, who would you say has been most influential in getting the label to where it is now?
1: Most influential? Man, we've had so many artists that have stepped foot into Colossus and you know, have um, walked out and not in a negative way, it's been um, a matter of, you know, influences from um, different aspects, different people, different characters, different perspectives, everyone putting something in and us, you know, taking something from it and then also spitting it back out. We've had the opportunity to work with many different people and develop as a label, as a platform, and also as a family, via, um, You know, seeing each other through a lot of different things, a lot of different times, um, whether it be business related or personal. So, a lot of the influences come from those type of people, and it's great because you get to interact with different people. I would have never thought that a community such as this one, which is a big one within the future beat scene and um, a lot of electronic music in general, not just you know future beats, but um, a lot of them are tight knit community. So we, like us, working together was something that. Really benefited us in the long run and helped us grow and help us connect, and we're still growing, and it's an amazing thing. So that's what we pretty much focused on.
0: Yeah, but if you had to like choose one or two people specifically, uh, it's fun. W- it's cool, but uh, if, you, <laughs> if you had to, who who would they be? If I had
1: to, I would say people at this current moment um, that's been most influential. We, uh, I would say, real of force and um, I would also say um, my friend Kim away who is Brody Nevins but Kim away he's an artist as well that was um, that's on the label and both of them they've been very uh, inspirational as well as um, motivational they're both producers um, they're DJing Uh, both of them always have really good ideas and perspectives Uh, most of the times with our artists they usually talk amongst themselves and stuff like that which is a great thing and usually for them they end up picking up on ideas or anything like that so they've been really inspirational in the process and um helping me also connect with other people they're very nice social people and they also talk to a lot of different people as well they help the label um with that aspect of growing and connecting with different artists so they've been very inspirational and um influential on that part
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, Will of Force, Colossus Records' latest project release is Sanctuary, isn't it? Which is a collaboration between him and I might be saying this wrong. Kaznik?
1: <laughs> yeah, Kaznick, Kaznik,
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, right, I was saying Kazinik. Kaznick? Is that Kaz-nick? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kaznik. Kaznik, There we go. Yeah, so, can you tell me about how the two artists um, and that project came together?
1: Well, actually, they um, when I asked them, you know, how did they end up meeting? Uh, They actually knew each other before. They're great friends. They were um, connected through another mutual friend of theirs. And the project was pitched to me um, a few months in advance. They were working on something and uh, they wanted to release the EP um, and try to go for something um, different within the scene. And when I first started talking to them, we would have multiple Skype meetings and we would sit down and the Skype meetings would be anywhere from an hour to sometimes four hours, us just chit-chatting and like almost falling asleep on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we would end up talking about the um, concept behind it. Uh, it was very interesting to hear their word and their perspective on it. They really wanted to uh, somewhat go for something that was spacious, um, happy, and dark at the same time. And um, in their mindset, um, they had already had the word sanctuary. That was something already set uh, But for me looking from what they had, you know, obviously had set forth and then also what I was looking at I was almost taking from it that they wanted to have something almost related to like um, I'm not gonna say religion but something in place that was almost like a form of that It can be very dark. It can be very light. It can have on um, good and bad and that was something that Ultimately when I was looking at it, I was like this is you know something that's gonna be good um, I ended, ended up hitting up um, Ellen who is a graphic designer She's done stuff for Team Supreme, Modern Viv, um, a lot of stuff Uh, I ended up hitting her up because I knew that her artwork would reflect that. It ended up, you know, looking great, almost like something out of a cathedral, almost something like you would see on a stained glass window or something that's designed. It was very, very well and um, the planning behind it was just very extensive. Um, A lot of Skype meetings and um, also a lot of fun, though, uh, constructing it and seeing them work on the EP together and, you know, communicate and talk. They definitely are friends because there's a lot of jokes going around, but there is a lot of great times um, working on that EP, and the concept behind it is something that's very uh, powerful in itself.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy hearing about Aline because when I did the the second Meet the Movement, uh, that was with Idol Dread, and her name came up as well. So she's (laughs) she's all over the place regarding this kind of scene. Yeah just interesting <laughs> to see how like one person can like just do everywhere.
1: Exactly. I I find it amazing because um, the artwork that's you know put out there, it's it's crazy. I honestly have never seen such good things from a person before.
0: Yeah, and she's so varied as well. It's not like it's one theme and she's stuck to it but she can yeah. mix it up anytime she wants.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So what made you transition from using X C D official to, uh, sorry, as your stage name to your
1: real name. Um. So yeah. Uh, with um, that, uh, the actual name of it is Zed. What we went for. No, you. No, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I know it's something that's different. Um. A lot of times when people ask me, they'd be like, you know, what is it? Xcd e, Zed or anything like that. But yeah, it's um Zed. Um. When I first started making music, um, I started in two thousand. It was going into December of 2012 and then transitioned over into early 2013. When I was um, at my university, uh, some of my friends put me on to FL Studio's a music making program and when I got started I was, you know, making stuff and um, my friend was constantly telling me because he was somewhat like a mentor to me, he was telling me how my stuff was very good and we were working on a lot of different things, you know. Having fun, like rapping, singing, you know, doing a lot of stuff artsy and drawing and creating cover art. We were doing a lot of that. Um, one of his friends actually ended up coming to me and was like, How about you flip your name around? And I was like, What do you mean? He was like, Take decks and flip it backwards and make it Zed. And after that, I just ended up running with it, um, Zed official. And it wasn't until um, a while after, you know, getting into the scene. Obviously, there's a Zed's dead. So I was like, oh, man, I didn't know like that would happen But a lot of people were getting that confused because like obviously XED and stuff like that. So As I got further into the scene, um, I ended up meeting someone that was working with uh, What is it the um, EDM network and he was on Uh, I think the chill side at the time, and he was transitioning over to like chill trap and stuff like that. But he was working with them. And um, uh, his name was Serafuelli. Like Serafuelli is kind of hard to uh, pronounce, but I just called him Surf. (laughs) But he was a um, good person. He worked with them. And um, when I first started talking to him, we were working on creating music, um, you know, for the network, and he was constantly challenging me to create something that's different, or create something spacey, or you know have different drops, don't have like the same thing going on. Um, he really pushed me to be um, as creative as possible. So after a while, we started talking about um, you know releasing either an EP through him or like a set of singles that would lead up to an EP, um, and we started working on that. He also pitched to me then, at that time, a name change because he said that people would get confused because their network and their traffic is very high numbers. It's very easily, um, or it can be very easily confused, you know, Zed and another Zed, so he offered the name change as an insight to that and I ended up saying, you know, I'm going to think of different names. So over the course of like two months while making the EP, I was thinking of different names back and forth, back and forth. And toward when it got to the uh, the end of it, when we were about to try to release the project, I was like, you know, I'm just going to end up sticking with my real name. Um, it wasn't anything that was crazy or anything like that, but I felt as though when it got to that point, having um, uh, almost like a different name or something as a stage name, I didn't too much feel as though that was necessary. I wanted to focus in on my talents and not have to worry so much as, oh, he's a different person. I feel as though when it comes to this career choice of mine and life in general, it's a part of me. So I don't have to have a different name or personality for it. It's who I am. So Dexter Brandon, obviously my real name ended up sticking with that. And that's how that came forth.
0: Cool, yeah, it's just an extension of you, so.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's a reflection of your character through a different medium, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. it makes a lot of sense exactly. so if you had to choose one song or project that defines Colossus Records what would it be?
1: oh man a song by us or anybody?
0: you can <laughs> take the question however you want to take it so take your time it could be a song mm-hmm. that inspired you before like the label was a thing it could be like, your favourite song that's been released from the label anything
1: um I'm going to give you two but one's going to be before the label started and um It was basically me branching into the scene. I remember when I was on Twitter, I was scrolling through Twitter, and um, it was before the label was set up, obviously. And this is before I got introduced to a lot of different artists and music groups and everything like that in the scene. I was scrolling through uh, Twitter and I saw someone repost uh, or retweet this project or whatever it was on Bandcamp. And it had a picture of this lamp and this boot, and it was like very dark. Um, very very dark, and I didn't know what it was. Uh, when I took time to actually look at it and click on one of the, um, click on play, I started hearing this very spaced out sound with like samples and stuff like that, reverb, um, nicely pitched, all that. It was just ridiculous. Came to get hip to the guy, and it was Sango, and um, the song was Here with Me, and that has been like one of the most inspiring songs in my opinion. Um, I take it like, you know, as a very, very um, emotional song in a sense, because hearing that song really, you know, defined where I would end up taking my music and being inspired by, and he is obviously a person that I've been heavily inspired by. Um, Growing into the scene, I've been, you know, working on music or anything like that, the way I pitch samples, anything like that, not to imitate him, but really influenced by him because he is a great character. So yeah, the song Here With Me by Sango and the other one that I would say, which is a very great song, is um, which we I think we recently released. uh, It's Kill Cool and it's You Remind Me and um, it's a flip on Usher's take of the song. But the reason why I think that song is very iconic, it just came out, is because that song defines what we're trying to do. in every sense, and not just the song itself, but the person who made it. Um, Kill Cool is a growing artist who um, is on SoundCloud. He's very talented. He works with a lot of different people, but he has yet to really get out there to other people in the scene. So we're working on pushing his music forward. But in terms of that, us finding different artists, um, not necessarily you know big or small numbers, but talented artists in general, working with them to grow, I feel like that is what Colossus really works to aim on and focus on, supporting artists all the way until they get to where they want to be. Um, that's what we you know, always try to work on, having the family aspect with that, but watching the artists grow and putting out his song. It's a very great song. Um, really really good. Uh, I encourage anybody to listen to it, but yeah, it's um, very different. It also has a lot of transitions in it. Um, It has you know some trap feel into it um depending on like the sounds that he used it also had some um, house influence it's very very amazing so that's what we try to do we try to be diverse we try to work with different artists you know bring them up um and try to help out the best we can within the community
0: yeah i remember listening to um you remind me what is this cool cool version and just thinking like it, it just sounds like a summer anthem It's just just ready for the summer. Like I don't know how he did it, but he just, yeah, the timing was perfect.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Even when I was sending him emails, um, the crazy thing is I didn't expect to hear that because we were working on setting up releases with different artists. We try to like plan you know some time ahead, and we ended up finding him. And he was, uh, I listened to his stuff on SoundCloud. I was like, this guy, you know, he has potential. He ended up sending me that, and I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." I was like, "There's, like, is this even the same person?" I
0: was yeah, just like, like "He's holding that secret flame."
1: Yeah, exactly. He was like, "I got something for y'all." I was like, "Man," and he even sent us something else that is unreleased. That's crazy too. Like, this guy is—he's too good, too good. But yeah.
0: You were initially <laughs> inspired by the likes of Flylo, Tori moy and Sango. And yeah, you've said that it's only recently that you found your sound. How would you define it,
1: man? <laughs> My sound is constantly changing because for me, it's almost like I'm influenced by so many different others. Even that list of names is very sporadic. Yeah. And within that music, I'm inspired by so much, um, and it gets you know into me as well. Um, I find that I'm a person that's very in tune with himself. So. I know what I like. I know what I don't like, and I know what I want to be inspired by and what I don't want to be inspired by. And for those groups of people, I take a lot of inspiration for them um, from them. And when it comes to my sound, um, and it, it can include like bass. Um, you know, definitely trap. Um, it can be synthy, Sometimes I get into like the piano game, trying to work on stuff. Uh, it's a lot of playing around with it. But ultimately, when it comes to my sound what I would say is it's very um, reflective of me at the time. I find it very hard to create when I'm like, you know, really stressed out or going through different situations. But when I finally sit down and I have time to make it, the energy that's been built up into it is included in all those influences. Um, And it comes from all the the influences. Uh, Recently, I had a track that I put up called um, Cause I, and that song was um, almost like a slow type song, uh, very spaced out, heavy bass and stuff like that. But it also included like a you know, message, voicemail message from like some dude's ex, I don't really know. And them working, or me working on that, I really wanted to um, almost like put in a lot of the emotion I was feeling at the time. Because a lot of it was um, heartache, or disappointment um anything like that not necessarily reflecting on someone that i've lost um but just really the stuff i was feeling at the time so a lot of emotion can get into it and i would say my sound is a reflection of me pretty much
0: yeah naturally awesome so what's your musical background
1: man (laughs) musical background is zero (laughs) when it comes to like music i actually when i started music was 2013 um honestly and the musical background that i had wasn't really there i had a creative background but not a musical background and some people may find that crazy because when i first started they're like man you're like really good um where you're starting from so i have no real you know, experience, but I do have a heart of gold and determination and drive, and so I put that into the art form that I have to try to work on building up my career and building up my sound and building up, you know, relationships and connections. I try my best to um, put a lot of time into that. Um, One of the things that really helped me, though, in creating my sound and growing as an artist was being able to sit down for um, months on end and really take in the music and work on what I want to get influenced by. And um, even with like pages like Majestic Casual, um, when I first found them, I really loved the sound. Like I knew what I wanted to go after. Um, I first started as a trappy person, but then I got into the other aspects of it. And I really, really, really wanted to create something like that. So I worked really hard to develop that skill or that talent and um, hone in on it. So when it comes to musical background, don't have much, but I'm developing it as I go. And it's been a great process in seeing myself develop because I've been putting, like I said, a lot of emotion into the music and the energy, energy that comes out from it, it is just very, very inspiring for myself because it's a reflection of myself. So that's how it really um, happens for me. No real sure music background, but I just, take it and go with it pretty much
0: yeah so so what music did you grow up around um music that i
1: grew up around oh my god when it came to like high school my dad was always playing oldies oh my god so much and it's like what i didn't realize back then is like even now when i hear like people using samples and stuff i'm like my dad used to play that (laughs) so um it would usually be like anything from um 80s and well, really 90s r and um some stuff from the 80s uh you know anything that was around like the pop culture or anything like that uh more specifically like stuff like michael jackson michael jackson of course yeah um it would get into, like the isley brothers uh who else um just a wide range of them there's so many i have a cd book like right next to this laptop right now that has all of the CDs that he like gave to me, handed down to me, and it has so many people in it, Rick James, um, from Rick James all the way up to like but early 2000s with Little John and stuff like that, yeah. Crunk Juice, like it has so many different things, so growing around all that, it's been um, amazing, sometimes I'll pop a CD in and just listen to it, just like, you know take in the sound and what they try to go for and it's really amazing because you know there's different sounds different um different music in there and it's all um different messages perspectives everything so i grew up around a lot of different things it's really hard to say one but i mean all of it has been really for my dad to be completely honest yeah
0: cool um that's a good point because Especially with SoundCloud and just how much music is getting uploaded there. It's easy to get lost and think, oh, I need to get back to SoundCloud, <laughs> I need to get back to, that, like, get back to SoundCloud, but people rarely make the time to go back to the oldies. I mean, if you're producing, obviously, you're trying to find the samples from the oldies, but like yeah. the average listener, I, I, I question how much they go back and actually like, dig and just listen, like popping a CD <laughs> into like, their drive or, I don't know, maybe their, their parents' Discman or whatever and just like, listen. Exactly. Don't worry about likes or follows. Like, this is just a physical thing beyond all of this digital number, all these digital numbers and data (laughs) that we have to deal with nowadays.
1: Exactly. That's how I look at it too. Like, especially with a lot of people, they get clicked onto the idea of like, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud. But like, your like back then was buying the CD and your repost was telling your friend about the CD. So like, That's how I look at it, like, you know, digging for that type of stuff or going back or even going online. If you go on YouTube and you're searching up for something that's old or throwback, you know, you're going to find what you're looking for, but you do still have to, like, dig. Um, sometimes for me, I find it funny when I say dig because like, you know, songs or samples that I used to be hip to, I don't know the names of and I don't know who made it sometimes. So I have to go by like lyrics and I'm like sitting there recording in my car or something. I don't yeah. have like sound, sound or whatever. <laughs> so I'm just like, crap, I don't have my phone. So I'm just like trying to remember the lyrics. But yeah, that's how I, I mean, that's how I used to dig when I was looking for music that I liked. But yeah. I mean, definitely,
0: definitely. Yeah, I still I still do that sometimes because there's times <laughs> where, even though SoundHound and Shazam have like the the, the biggest databases of sounds, like sometimes the song is just so rare that they don't recognize it, no matter how <laughs> crystal clear your recording is. So you have yeah. to try and note down as many lyrics as you can and pray that you find the song in the end.
1: Exactly, exactly. It hurts
0: when it doesn't work. <laughs> good, so. I used to actually do that um, at my
1: old job at Home Depot. They play music all the time, and it'd be some good music sometimes. So I'm like sitting there, and like I have to run to the desk and like write down the lyrics as stuff. It was funny. It's funny.
0: So you recently dropped Curbside, which was to celebrate reaching 4,500 followers. You noted that it's the first release you've done on your label. Why has it taken you so long to put out a track on Colossus?
1: Well, when I started Colossus, even still now, um, that track is like indirect. Um, not yeah. Full. It's indirect from Colossus because like, I was going to put it out, but I kind of took some time on it because I want my first release to be the best, best, best one. And, like, Obviously, every time I make music, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best. But I want it to be the best one that I can make. Um, the reason being is because, like I said, when I started Colossus, I'm a very um, considered person. Um, I'm not selfish at all. I made the label for other people. And people would say, well, it's your label, you know, you should put out music on it. But I'm like, it's not my place to just yet because I wanted to build it up and everything like that. I want the artists to have a say-so in it. I want them to partake in what is going on and build the name for it as well. So like when I'm working on um, my music, um, I don't sit and say, you know, I'm gonna put this out on Colossus and just throw it up. and that be it. But I more so want to wait and let the artists develop it as what it's gonna be and let them have their hand in it and um, create it from the ground up because it's more so theirs than it is for me because I want to help them grow. I want to get their name out there. Um, Colossus was not a platform meant for, well, I'm not gonna say it's not a platform meant for me, but it's more so not something that I want to, you know, be like constantly putting my music out on because that's not what it's meant to be. Um, And that's just a reflection of my personality. However, what I will say is someone brought up something to me and it was, um, my friend Rilla, of course, and he was telling me, you know, it's a family aspect. You should aim to put something out there with your family. And I'm like, I definitely. So what I tried to do is um, I would work on mixes, you know, mixing everyone's music together. Um, I made a mix on Colossus called Family Matters and I mixed up, you know, different songs from different artists within the label. And I would do that, you know, engage with my family and, you know, bring them together as well, because I really want them to understand that, you know, their music is really good sometimes as an artist you know there's a lot of people that are like oh I don't like my music and stuff like that but I'm constantly trying to mix their music in rather than different sounds of different people because Their music is important as well. Their voice, their perspective is very important. It's very um, inspirational too. And um, we can often get caught in the numbers game by looking at someone's numbers and being like, oh, they're really talented. But sometimes the artists that have yet to be uh, discovered or that have like, you know, a nice chunk of following but not a big one yet, they make some really good music. So I wanted to, you know, always do that and make mixes to inspire them and um, show them that it's, um, Something that they can build up and that they're doing really well with.
0: So, yeah, that's really true. And I guess um, in some ways, it's almost like if you kept putting out songs on Colossus, it would almost be an insult to people who were like working on this track and like, oh, I think this one's right they Like being more decisive, and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this this is this. Lucy goes in there, this Lucy goes in there. <laughs> it's almost like diluted. So you yeah. to like focus on it and put the the other, sorry, the rest of the team before you. Mm. Um, I'm trying to make sure that your what, what's going on there is your best. Yeah. Which you're clearly trying to do because I mean you're, you're now telling me that Curbside isn't even technically on services, <laughs> even though it's got the logo on the cover art. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah
1: so i mean even for yeah even for that like i said it's a reflection of my personality because i I do put other people first and um sometimes that can be a bad thing sometimes that can be a good thing um but ultimately when it comes to colossus that group of people is first their priority um because their family family comes first and that's in all aspects of it and even like you know my own personal family i mean It's separate from my career, but they come first outside of music. Um, So when it comes to in music, you know, Colossus comes first. I always want to make sure that I'm giving them the best of opportunities, not myself opportunities, because if I'm just taking all the opportunities and reaping the benefits of the numbers and stuff like that, um, what are they going to have at the end of the day? So I really want to make sure that I'm providing and even on my own page I try my best to put out music and build myself up so that I can go back into Colossus So like when I share my friend's track or something or say like this is awesome, whatever People are also looking towards that as well. So that's what I try to focus on
0: You share the spoils <laughs> That goes to everyone on the team, not just you Yeah um, You've also noted that lately you've had limited time to work on music and you find it difficult to create at times. What are the most common causes of you catching producer's block, as it's being called?
1: Man, um...
0: If you can trace it. <laughs>
1: well, I can definitely trace it. Um, it's from being overwhelmed. Uh, usually when I'm overwhelmed with a high amount of stress, my thought process is really messed up. Uh, what I'll end up doing is I'll sit down, try to start working on something, and it may be sounding good at first, and then I'm just like, no. Cause like I said, I want it to be a reflection of me. And if it's not a direct reflection, or at least I'm not feeling it, um, I, I just, I'm not gonna roll with it. Um, one of the things that I recently discovered that I can do, which is odd, is um, drawing. And that's why I do a lot of the times to alleviate stress because it tends to make me stay patient and you know it helps me think and you know, create things. And um, that's what I turn to. And oftentimes the same with like DJing and, um, any other, you know, thing I go for, photography, uh, I have the ability to express myself through different outlets when it comes to music and like when I have producers block or whatever, um, I tend to drift towards those other outlets, but, um, really speaking on it, when it comes to, you know, not being able to create in general, when I do get Um, writer's block or creative block in general from all these aspects is from being overwhelmed. Uh, Just recently I've had a string of things happen to me which obviously reflects why I haven't had music. I'm still trying to go through the process of dealing with these different things Um, and it's been you know something that's been hard for me even for this year. It's been really hard to go through this year. Um, I've had a number of deaths in my family. I've had um, a friend of mine, really great friend, long friend of mine, um, he was diagnosed with cancer and when I also um, recently just started up uh, school, um, I started up school and work, so I didn't have much time for Colossus and it really affected other members. But ultimately when it came down to all of that, the amount of stress I was uh, um, under really pushed me down in a sense. But the best thing about that is when I'm pushed down, I can spring back up. So. When I get back into my normal groove, I'm able to make and create like I used to, but with a different perspective and different mindset and different emotions to place within the music. So that's where that really comes from.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, my condolences. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Loss isn't easy. I've been there. Yeah. My next question was going to be about Colossus Radio, but is that still running at the moment? Cause
1: no, currently not, uh, we actually, when we had Colossus Radio, we had it with Crazy, who's a um, great person, she's a great artist, um, and she recently re- um, released a track, I uh, forgot who it was with, but it's a really great one, she sings on it, and it's really, really dope. We had Colossus Radio running for the time because um, she was with know her student radio at her school and she pitched that she would work with WRCT and create a platform for us you know be able to push out music it'd be a great thing to get our listeners um, developed over there and it actually worked because you know analytic wise we were looking at the numbers that were generating from there like plays and a lot of people were tuning in from over there Um, and then when we stopped the show we noticed that those people were still listening to the music as it went on we could look at the numbers on SoundCloud but soundcloud radio was made because of her she pitched it to me and she said hey i can start this and it was her way and contribution to the team and i loved it and um we went with it up until you know when she graduated because um she was going to graduate she was uh 22 and um is 22 and when she graduated that's when you know it kind of stopped and um not in a bad way you know we plan we plan to revamp it and bring it back up but right now we're focusing more so on um, building up the artists uh, and focusing on that rather than the radio show because we do want to develop our artists to be good too. And um, not saying we don't want to support other artists out there. Obviously we make releases with different artists, but. We feel as though at this point in time, with the way um, that we are going about our music and putting it out, we want to focus on spreading the music that we love within the label and from the family and putting that out there before anything else, because that is very important. Um, They need an outlet to express themselves. And um, also working with other radio shows too, it's a great benefit. And to be honest, working on the radio show ourselves I didn't know how much went into it until you got into it because it was a lot of work, but it was ultimately really enjoyable, and um, yeah.
0: Cool. So Koji is still on Colossal?
1: Um, at the moment, no. Uh, what we ended up doing because she lives in Korea, and we've oh, been so working did, like, on. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been like working on, um, you know, getting more of the label in tune and in touch and working on communicating a lot more, and um. Uh, she definitely wants to you know still do something in the future but as of right now way things are going you know obviously she has um, different priorities let me say that she wants to focus on and which I obviously like I honestly agree you know she should be able to have time for herself because she's a great artist and a great person working with her was like amazing and she's still a nice person we still talk and I I absolutely love her because she has been a very um, a very inspiring person outside of the two that I listed before because she's helped us with growing and getting our name out there She always had input our ideas and she was always responsive and accepting of different things and it was really great to have her on the team.
0: Awesome. So what's been the biggest challenge in developing Colossus Records so far?
1: Um, biggest challenge will be what we're going through right now. Um, we're planning on um like i said focusing on a lot of the artists themselves uh the biggest thing that i experience or that i've noticed is um, me being at the forefront for a lot of people when they think of colossus they think of dexter brandon um i want to change that because i want it to be when they think of colossus they think of multiple people not just one but yes i do appreciate it at the same time but the thing that's been hard is when I have to deal with something especially with the amount of loss and especially a lot of the challenges that I've gone through this year. Um, when I have to disappear for a second and focus in on priorities in real life, um, things in Colossus kind of slow down or people don't keep the speed up. Um, we want to be able to focus in on if I step back for a second, everyone else can keep moving and i'll catch up when i need to because i'm driven enough to get back up to speed with what's going on but for a lot of other people they need to communicate with their um with the label head and stuff like that and i definitely you know appreciate that but i want to be able to have Colossus to where it can operate if you know if i ever had to take a step back for a second and reevaluate or assess the situation i feel as though when you do that too you can have a different perspective on things. Sometimes the leader has to take a step back before proceeding. Um, even though his team is still walking or you know, running the race, he has to truly step back and see where to take them to or what to proceed with next. And sometimes, you know, reevaluating a situation is important. So sometimes, not saying disappearing, but sometimes taking a step back from whatever is going on or all the commotion or whatever is being pursued in that moment, sometimes taking a step back helps. And that helps with my thought process and also helps with relieving stress as well. But that's been a challenge is, you know, being able to do that because oftentimes for a lot of the artists, they were constantly communicating. And which I do love because obviously I want to talk to them and be social, but sometimes you have to have time for yourself before you can do anything for anybody else, especially building up the energy to be able to give to other people. You have to be able to do something for yourself first and then go back out there and do what you have to for your team. So that's been the toughest challenge for me is working with that. And um, we're working on building that strength up right now. Uh, Obviously, we had a big slim down um, with Colossus and a lot of the artists that we had, we've um, parted ways with, and not in a negative way, but You know, for us, we want to be able to have Colossus a certain way, and their um, plan for themselves is different from Colossus, and nothing wrong with that. But we really want to be able to focus on um, spreading our sound the way that we all see it. And even for a startup company, label, business, whatever you have it, everyone has to be hitting on the same cylinders. No one can be... wanting to go a different way or do a different idea or anything like that. Everyone has to be fine-tuned. So that's been like the toughest challenge She is um, regrouping and being able to understand how to regroup and huddle up and proceed whenever you need to.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's really true about what, what you said about uh, needing to take a step back because if you're not in the position to... Yeah, I guess lead is the word but like if you're not in the position to be at the forefront of the label whether it's because of like uh, situations going on in your life or whatever you need to be able to work on yourself and get yourself up to that stage again after yeah. having been knocked back down so that you're ready because if the person leading or if the person at the front isn't feeling ready for the task or i'm not saying that you aren't feeling that way but like because yeah. of whatever situation um that can obviously have a, a negative effect on those being led or those that are behind as well so
1: Thanks. Exactly. And for a lot of the times, too, I like to look at life as like a almost like a race in some sense. And like, you know, running the race of life, you know, obviously there's a lot of different mindsets and goals. People want to either finish first, people just want to finish, people want to enjoy the race, build up whatever. But I feel like with me going through the process of life that I have, um, the biggest thing for me about running the race has been, um, you know, building up strength and like all the aspects that I need to be able to finish the race for myself the best way I can. And I say that because a lot of the times I'll be going through life and obviously like something will happen, some type of adversity. Sometimes a leader can stumble and sometimes he falls. That doesn't mean that everyone else should feel the same. Um, People often forget that even though a leader falls, it's not just his job to get himself back up. Sometimes you can help the leader back up or like motivate him or help push him to. It's not all on one person yeah. um, and that's the biggest thing is focusing on um, building that tight niche group and connection to where if something does happen to me or if I do face some type of adversity, they can continue to go forward but they also can be able to help me out too because it's a team effort. You guys all have to account for each other and that's a the biggest thing. Exactly. Family. Even yeah. you're
0: going of a team like a family about looking for each other. Exactly. exactly yeah cool so what's been your biggest career highlight so far whether it's personally your own or instead for Colossus
1: hmm I'll say um, I'll give you one for both for me personally um it's been being here right like right here right now um doing this interview uh I'm not saying that the interview isn't just a highlight but like everything leading up to this my constant progress has been highlight. exactly um it's been a tough road. It's been a great road. It's been a lot of different things, and it's still going to be like that. It's amazing because um, constantly I'm, you know, faced with different things. Um, you know, whether it be a show, something I can vent, you know, my emotions and put a lot of stuff into, or whether it's just sitting back and just like, wow, like I have this. Um, <laughs> I recently just started school and like uh, I'm taking business courses for the summer, and. Uh, taking these business courses you know they ask you to introduce yourself and what you do and like i tell them and like sometimes they'll have assignments like oh if you could have your own business like what would it be and i'm like i have mine and it's great um that's the most humbling thing and um that right there just it's a constant reminder that you're doing something great uh so for me it's been a journey and it's been um a great thing to have that but also in terms of the it's um I wouldn't say more so the journey, but more so the challenges because the challenges have impacted me personally. And I've been able to have a great perspective on that and then put it back into Colossus and being able to see it grow. Uh, I have this playlist that we've had for a while now called, This is Colossus. And I made that for three reasons. To help with bookings and like stuff like that. If someone wanted to book us or hear our sound or if we wanted to book ourselves, they could hear everyone's sound in one playlist. I also made it for the public. People could enjoy all the music that we have and um, be able to vibe to it. But then I also made it for the artists, which was the most important one, because like I said before, a lot of artists will down themselves, but I really wanted them to be able to take time to be able to close their eyes and listen to the music that they have um, and be able to really say like, this is great because a lot of the music that they have is really, really great. And I, like I said, like a, it's like a numbers game. It's really weird because sometimes people will look at the numbers to determine how good a person is. But oftentimes I would sit and lay back and listen to the playlist. And I'd be like, this is crazy. Like these guys are very creative. And I'd just be in shock. Like, how can they not be out there already? But I knew that. You know, from looking at it that way that I had to help them push their sound more and like motivate them like you're you're good, believe in yourself type thing. So that's been a great thing is seeing each and every artist grow to where they're at and especially um, assessing the problems or the situations that they've been through. Um, you know, they would tell me different things that they go through, different adversities, whether it be depression, whether it be a loss as well, whether it be, you know, a breakup, anything like that. They told me and i've seen them face that challenge and then break away from that challenge and that's just been very inspiring for me as well because that teaches me how to be strong for myself and if they can look at me and see that i go through the same thing we're all human at the end of the day you know we got to help each other in and out of that whether you know something good or bad we got to help each other out through the situation so
0: yeah So what's the biggest misconception people have about you or the brand?
1: Um, misconception, man. I already know one for me and I think that's the fact of being young. People look at me as not having much experience and saying, does he know what he's doing? But I come from a family that has more of a business mindset and more of a family mindset. Um, even yesterday we went out to eat and, um, you know, when we eat and everything like that together, we focus on not being distracted by anything else. Especially when it's in house, we try to focus on just sitting down, and talking, and just communicating, um, and not having the commotion and stuff like that around. And that really is a big reflection of you know me in general. Like. I mean, I can sit down with you know, the people in Colossus and be able to work with them, but I also want to be able to show them that we are doing great things and stuff like that. And I think for a lot of people that are on the outside looking in, they see just a 21 year old, just you know doing stuff with friends and it's nothing serious, but it's very serious. Um, obviously this is like something I want to do for a living. Um, I want to be able to you know have a family around this and everything. I want to see all these artists grow and, Put their dreams out there. I want to see it, you know, you know, grow into fruition, and I want to see it actually happen for them, their goals and their mindset. So, the hardest thing is convincing people that even though I'm 21, there's still big things that I can do for the world. And you know, obviously, this is one of them that I'm trying to aim for. Uh, another thing with Colossus itself is. People look at Colossus and see the numbers of it, and see the numbers aspect, and that's been a tough challenge. Is um, relaying to everyone that we do, you know, make good music and that we do have something to say, because a lot of times with this. Um, this field and the scene there's a lot of labels and collectives that pop up and oversaturation can happen and the point is to stand out and I feel as though we do stand out in a sense because we are our own personality at the end of the day as a whole we are our own personality and the thing for us is establishing a family aspect and growing together so that we can get to our next goal or process or whatever it may be so That's been something that um, has been hard for us is, you know, proving people, proving to people that we are something great. We know that we're good, but obviously, at the end of the day, it's business. You have to show people what you can do, so that's been something.
0: Yeah, if you could change one thing about the scene that Colossus Records exists in, what would it be? I mean, you've kind of potentially touched on that in response to the last question.
1: I would say in the scene, like I said, for me, I feel as though with a lot of artists that come up, they get too um, stuck in the mindset that I need big numbers. I need this. I need that. And yes, like you do need to worry about longevity and consistency and worrying about your reach. Um, but the biggest thing that I would want to change is that is the numbers game, because there are a lot of artists that make great music. and. I think if there was a platform where you could just upload the music and not have to worry about seeing the numbers like that, just, okay, if you like it, that's for your own personal gain, not for, you know, really making the artists, you know, feel like gas up. Like if they could see it too, like, I, I just feel like it would be a challenge because I want to change the way people look at numbers. Um, numbers don't define anyone. Uh, I used to play football in high school, and you know, of course they used to have the expected stats of everybody. And one of the things that my coaches would tell me is, numbers don't, they don't have any number or stat to determine heart. And like, if you put a lot of heart and drive into whatever you do, nothing like that can be determined. Um, A lot of these artists that are undiscovered are really, really good. And if you actually go through SoundCloud and search for them, and that's not necessarily going through the Explore tab or recommends just figuring out a way to look for different artists. You will find that there's a really good chunk of artists that have yet to be heard and they're striving and trying to you know reach different people um, and get their sound heard too but for them some of them they don't care about the numbers they just care about doing what they love and that's very important is understanding that you have a talent you have something great and it's understanding that the purpose should be to express yourself and be able to put yourself out there. Um, not more so worried about, am I appealing to this person, am I appealing to these people, this group, it's more so focusing on this is what I like to do. I'm going to do it until I can you know, either take care of myself with it, um, get it to where I want to be. You know, obviously set goals, but don't focus more so on the numbers. And I think that's something I would want to change.
0: So tell me about the bank story, which was a concept mix based on Huey Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. How did you come up with that concept?
1: Oh my God! I heard a song by C Justice, who is Graves, obviously. Yeah. When I heard that, oh my God, man, it was, um, man, I don't want to say I forgot the song. I think I did though. But
0: is it, is it so good? No.
1: Ah, no, no, it's not so good. It's, a, it's another one. I need to dig again because I completely forgot about it. You came out of nowhere with that <laughs> question. <laughs> but nah, um, the bank story was basically created from that because like I said, I always try to express myself and be creative as possible. And um, Even now, it's like uh, something that I plan to you know bring back again like you um, another time. But the concept behind it is um, I really wanted to try to work on um, doing something different on SoundCloud. And having more engagement and more of a um, personality where people can read something, and people can listen to something, breaking the boundaries of music was the goal. Um, I don't know if I've reached that goal. I don't. I wouldn't even say that I have yet, but I really wanted to try to sit down and work on something that people could sit and read through and entertain them to the fullest and have some type of um, connection with because most of the cases within that um, mix and the storyline and the plot that I was trying to implement, um, a lot of the stuff was from people around me as well as you know myself, um, reflecting on love, reflecting on like you know, um, challenges, anything like that. Uh, I felt as though people could connect with it on a really, really good level. And just the fact that it was Fresh Prince was like dope because, I mean, who doesn't like Fresh Prince? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's with, that was something that I really wanted to start and I was really inspired to make because like, even when thinking about it, I was just like, I want to just do something different. So that's been something for me.
0: Cool. So the purpose of Colossus records goes beyond that of a record label, right? It's supposed to be a mixed media platform. Mm-hmm. Has it yeah. spawned any non music based creations so far, or are there any to come?
1: Man, for it, um, it hasn't been like witnessed through Colossus, but internally it has. And like I see it because um, a lot of these people do different things like photography, writing, um, uh, film. Uh, you know, paintings, drawings, anything like that. It hasn't come to fruition within the label and it hasn't been seen by people, but it's happening within it. We motivate people to break the boundaries of just doing one thing. And I think that's um, very key as well within the music scene and artistic scene in general. Um, Most of the times you have to have a second attribute or something that is going to help you in the process. Um, So I, uh, I really see that we will have that in the future where people can see different things that we're trying to do and like different photography whatever it may be but as of right now music has been the focus because we want to touch on each thing as we go um as we get bigger um you know we're going to focus in on that obviously we have a blog that we're trying to you know get going and we have writers and things like that but for us it's been um, more so focus on one thing at a time uh clear your plate first and you know the hunger for whatever comes next will be there and you can end up tackling that next, so we're focusing on one thing at a time, it'll come when time's right.
0: Yeah. So what lies ahead for Colossus Records over the next year, to the best of your knowledge?
1: Oh man, um, without a doubt, growth. I mean, I used to get a lot of heat when I started this, especially from parents because they are like, don't make it a job, you know, leave it a hobby. But When I went to the bank and I had my money saved up and I was like, you know, I'm going to get the account for this. I'm going to get this going and actually start this. Um, I've had this mindset where no matter how many times we get knocked down, you know, how many times anything gets swept away, whatever it may be, whatever happens, um, we will not stop growing. And that's the same with me Um, and the same with the people in the label. I said, like, everyone faces adversity no matter what you go through, you have to keep pushing. And I feel as though with the amount of drive that I have and the people that are in the label now, we're all driven to the point where Colossus will continue to grow. So within the next year, I see growth. That's all I can say is I see us breaking goals for ourselves and boundaries for ourselves, not so much. For other people, but just for us, I see us achieving different things, and I see the artists themselves growing exponentially. Like Rilla Force, my man is killing it. Like he's constantly putting out great music. So is Lou. Like it's crazy that she's what, 17 now, and she seems like ridiculous. All these people, they're doing great things. So I see them all reaching their goals within the next year. And if it's not their um, long-term goals, I see them um, see them hitting accomplishments and achievements that they never thought possible so within the next year i want to be able to have a really big impact on them and be um influential for them to continue their progress and grow together as a team
0: cool do you have any uh planned releases or link up with certain artists that you can tell us about or if not it's cool <laughs> i have to ask that
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got i got you um we have william crooks celebrity 28th, which is like this dude is crazy. We plan to work with Falcon again We you know recently released something with uh, his was drop the bomb which was yeah, I'm
0: supposed to interview him soon he, he's
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> Man, he is crazy The way like me and him talking like He's just one of those nice guys that are really hard to find in the scene Every time I message him with like one word sentence or anything like I can just message him something completely off the wall He has like a two paragraph response where he's always happy and like just that guy is amazing Um, but then we also have, uh, Kill Cool again, uh, we have a guy named Kill Good, uh, and I mean, we got Rilla Force obviously gonna be working with us, and, um, a few of our other artists working on mixes too, uh, so that's gonna be what's coming up next, the most, the one I can tell you that's gonna be up soon is 28, which his stuff is ridiculous, man, that guy is just too good.
0: (laughs) How is that spelled? Because I feel like I've heard of him, but I'm not sure.
1: It's 2-8-T-H. Okay. So 2-8, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's dope. I'll link you after this, but he is just, he's a dope artist. And um, we recently got put on to a guy named Buckley here in Atlanta, and I plan to meet up with him very soon. Um, we're working on establishing something together as well, but he's really good as well. Um, so we plan to have many different releases, especially in July. We have a lot coming, so there's going to be a lot of music. Awesome.
0: That's it for the questions, man. Thank you so much. (laughs) No problem, man. No problem. My pleasure.